0: Episode 255, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 5, Episode 21, The Force of Gravity.
1: Welcome to Level 7. A podcast about Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's a magical place.
0: Hello and welcome to the podcast. That podcast being, welcome to level 7. And what is level 7? That's your level, agents. That's your level wh- that allows you to talk about things like, I don't know, superheroes, uh, secret agents, uh, spoilers. But we'll talk <laughs> about the spoilers in a moment. And also, of course, news and We've got some big news for this episode. But before we get to that, let's talk about who is going to be talking about this. And that would be me, Ben, Ben Avery, and Agent Samantha. Hello. And Agent Stewart. Hello. All right. So this is going to be difficult, lady and gentleman. <laughs> this is going to be difficult because we are we have a big news item to talk about. But to really talk about it, we have to talk about Avengers Infinity War. and So, we're going to talk about it in our news segment, but we do want people to rest assured, if you have not seen Infinity War, we are not going to talk about spoilers for Infinity War, except for what they talk about here in this episode, The Force of Gravity. And so, if they talked about it here in this episode, we will talk about it, but we will not extrapolate past the actual, into the movie, All right? It's going to be difficult. The news item. Also difficult to talk about and speculate about. And so that's going to happen post-credit. So we're going to talk about the news item in general terms as soon as I play the sounder. But then post-credit, we're going to talk about it and what it means. And actually, lots of feedback from Facebook and stuff like that. um, Because it gets into specifics about Avengers Infinity War. Now, those of you who have not watched Avengers Infinity War, let me tell you, please, that uh, (laughs) after... We will... Okay, I don't know what next episode is going to be like. So, season 5, episode 22, our next episode of the podcast. If they spoil things within the episode, we will talk about those things. Uh, like Winter Soldier, there's no way not to talk about spoilers when they talked about when they had things happening in in the show. Well, cuz they showed the trailer. They showed it. Yeah, <laughs> like they actually <laughs> showed things from the movie. And mm-hmm. so we will only talk about things from Infinity War that they actually show or talk about in the episode next episode. But after that, if you haven't seen Infinity War, um, we're it's been, it'll have been a month, maybe even more. And so, if you haven't seen the movie, it, that is going to move into the free to spoil zone be, that we normally would put it in. I mean, basically, we spoil anything that we've talked about already. Um, so we've talked about Daredevil season one, and so we would we would feel free to mention something in, from Daredevil season one um, in a normal conversation. We haven't talked about Defenders yet, although based on our news, we might be talking about it very soon. But I'm just throwing those out, so we will not spoil Avengers: Infinity War in this episode before the credits roll, and next episode we won't in this episode before the credits roll, except to talk about what they talked about in this episode. And they did talk about infinity war in this episode. (laughs) However, I've got a little tidbit, a little tidbit that gets into the, uh, the nuts and bolts of how the sausage is made. And, uh, (laughs) we will get there. We will get there. And
2: I'm worried that you make your sausage with, with metal. Um, (laughs) do we need to have a conversation about
0: that? It's Could this... iron pyrates. It feels like you're eating gold, but it's really just a, a vitamin, a natural vitamin and, and mineral that you need. Oh. Okay. It's iron. Yeah.
2: Do, do you maybe want to play the news sounder now?
0: Let's do it because we want to get into it. It's big news. You probably already big know. News. And if you're listening to this a year from now, well, you really already know. But <laughs> Right. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about it. Speaking of a year from now, hmm. shield intelligence report. So, the sounder has been played, and Stuart is here. I'm back, guys. Yeah, to talk about the mm-hmm. news. Like, I, I don't feel lost anymore. I, I don't feel like I'm out you of guys, my element. I feel like. You guys did a very, very good job. We did not.
3: Thank you. Don't With- lie.
0: <laughs> don't you dare lie.
3: Oh, we I did a do good job.
2: <laughs> you did a good job. Good oh. job.
0: Okay, thanks. I appreciate it.
2: <laughs> um, okay, all right. So, so-
0: the big, big news yeah it's, it's the black big news. panther is gonna be is on is on blu-ray today dvd
2: blu-ray all of that so go out and
0: buy it yeah
3: oh i'm definitely getting it that was a good movie okay,
0: okay. all right that yeah. was our okay oh, wait, so no. let's
3: wrap that can... oh wait there's hey the so other thing. there's a reason <laughs> there's we're recording
0: about... this episode today is because we were mm-hmm. specifically waiting for this specific announcement to be mm-hmm. specifically made for us specifically and they In did fact,
2: it i think i think the the head honchos over at abc were like do we wanna release this on Wednesday? No, let's release this earlier. So that the guys over at Welcome to Level Seven, guys generally, not you know, specifically, um, can can record and have a good thing to talk about.
0: So Well, what but were we, we knew about? we knew this date. We we yes. knew that May, what is it today? May 14th. If- 15 15. we knew the 15th that ABC was going to do their upfronts there were rumors there were people who were spilling things yesterday but they didn't have the whole story until today and that's why we waited until today because I knew there was more to the story than what people were saying and there was
2: that's good okay so the story is six seasons yay we're gonna have a sixth season of our show
0: we are not canceled Um, I mean by we, I mean agents of shield not canceled not canceled boom all right but beyond um, that.
2: Okay. The, what's really interesting, though, about this news, there's two interesting things. Um, aside from the A getting the sixth season. One, <laughs> it's going to be a 13 episode um, shorter season, which a lot of shows on television are going that way. Um, it seems to make for more concise storytelling. Star Trek Discovery went that way. I thought that season was pretty good. I and think humans it ended,
0: did it. In, uh, well. Wow.
2: Um, <laughs> and humans only did eight so oh, true so true
0: okay yeah
2: okay there's the saving grace on that a lot of the netflix shows do that not necessarily thinking that that's gonna transition over to netflix but the other very very interesting thing is um and this is where i'm pretty much only going to mention it and then the conversation about it will happen at the end of the episode um it's going to premiere in the summer of 2019 so and yeah go ahead I was going to say, and if you are following your calendar, you will know that Avengers 4 is going to be released in May of 2019. So then the summer of 2019 will have um, uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. episode 6. So that's really interesting. Now I'm not going to talk about it anymore.
0: So we're not going to speculate until after credits on this episode. Practically speaking, what this means is we have a whole year. There's a whole year between now and then well, before we get more agents of shield.
3: What are we going to do? A whole yes. year? <laughs> what are we going to do?
0: Well, there's lots of things to do.
2: <laughs> we have a whole, we have Jessica Jones. We have defenders. Defenders.
0: We have Jessica Jones.
2: Punisher.
0: <laughs> Punisher. Luke Cage season two is coming up soon. And cloak and dagger will be coming out with a short season as well. On right. Freeform. So
2: of those three of those four, however many there are, um. What's really interesting about Cloak and Dagger is they have touted that as MCU from the very beginning, whereas they sort of less touted that MCU for the Netflix series. Now, it's still there. We'll probably hear about the incident part two or whatever, but well, but Cloak uh, and
0: Dagger has aways, been like, yeah, Runaways didn't mention anything like they were so tangentially related. Um mm-hmm. Netflix, the, yeah, they talk about the green guy, and they talk about yeah, all those things. Um but yeah, we have Cloak and Dagger. What is it? I think it's a 10 episode order. Um and then we have the Netflix stuff. And so and Cloak
2: and Dagger's in June, right? On Freeform.
0: Yeah, it's coming soon. Yes.
2: <laughs> and that's going to be um isn't that a, like a weekly? Yeah. Yeah, we're going to have to have a conversation about how to how to
0: deal with that. Well, and and hopefully it'll be on Hulu. That's that's the one thing, because I know freeform shows do end up on Hulu. I just don't know where or when. Um, So we'll we'll see. I mean, it may be something where I'm going to have to get three months of cable so I can (laughs) watch it, which anything. I mean, our Internet is terrible uh, it's very expensive and all we ha- all we get is internet, but we had a great deal and then it bumped out of the great deal into this terrible, terrible deal. Um, and so maybe it's time for a change where I'll, okay, I'll get in, I'll get cable for three months with my internet and then, and then switch out and get rid of it again. But yeah. Well, a good, good luck on that Ben. <laughs> well, we'll see. We will see. Uh, so practically so, but any- practically speaking yes. they've opened up our our schedule throughout the next 12 months to allow us to not have to worry about the weekly shield stuff and get caught up right yeah that's yeah. That, that's that's going to happen that's what they said that's what they that that's what this says to me um now there are some other interesting things that this says and I do want to if I can find it quickly there's one comment on facebook That um, again speaks to the uh, the practicality of things, not the speculation of things. And that comment is very slowly happening. Here it is. Uh, (laughs) This is not good radio, but um, okay. Agent Jeremy said, and he quoted ABC's president: "It does incredibly well in delayed viewing." And that's the quote he gave. And then he said, do you know how long I've waited to hear a consideration like that from a network exec? And I would agree. I would echo Agent Jeremy's sentiment because, yeah, you know, for years, people have been doing the time shifted, delayed viewing, Mm -hmm. and it hasn't counted as far as the actual numbers. And that's part of why Stargate ended up in the situation that it ended up in because the, the very audience that Stargate uh, universe was courting is the audience who are going to be involved in advanced technology. And, Mm -hmm. and they're going to be watching delayed because they don't have to watch it when it's aired. They watch it later on because the DVR and different things like that. And well, I mean, it, it that's didn't matter. Also, though. so that's why
2: also Star Trek: The Next Generation was uh, you know pushed the boundaries of uh, syndication. Uh, it, it the sci-fi audience attaches to technology.
0: Yeah, well, and you, I mean, you've made the case before about how Star Trek in general just pushes things. I didn't even realize how much Star Trek was doing that with. But Star Trek Two, when Star Trek Two after it was in theaters. That was Paramount's first or second title that they released on a VHS home home video uh, for rental market. And along with that, Star Trek original series episode Space Seed was one of, if not the first television show released on VHS specifically to be rented um, or or sold. And so they they pushed the boundaries then. Next generation pushed the boundaries with syndication. Um, Deep first, Space Nine went along the, with that. And the pushed,
2: first movie franchise to have a website
0: was Star Trek. Uh, and then you have uh, Voyager launching a network. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then you have Discovery. Discovery
2: which, launching a launching a streaming service. Right. Yeah, so I mean the the start the the audiences. Um, who would be interested in time shifting? Definitely would be interested in um, shows like Agents of Shield.
0: Right. And so here they are saying it actually is mm-hmm. worth it's worth it. And what's interesting too is, I mean, when I watch on Hulu, there's ads, even though I've paid for Hulu. Um, <sighs> there's there's ads, and so those ads are lining pockets. And yeah, for them to say, hey, we can make money on this with time shifting. That's great.
2: Which okay. begs the question, do we think, well, that's going to be at the end of the show. Save it for the end no. of the show. Hashtag save it for the end of yeah, the show. So this is, I mean, so
0: that's the practical stuff. Right. You know, with, with uh, just, what does it mean? Um We will talk about what does it mean story-wise and, and all that. That's coming.
2: Mm-hmm. That's
0: coming. But for now, well, we, oh, go ahead.
3: I was going to say, well, I'm glad that they are recognizing that many of the viewers of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. are watching it later over devices, because if you think about it, without Star Trek, would we have tablets like the touchscreen tablets that we have today? <laughs> would we have Siri and Alexa? And uh, if I just set off your device, I am so sorry. Um,
0: <laughs> but I, well, I think we might, but that would be because Star Trek didn't do it someone else a year or two later than Star Trek. <laughs> would have done it you know i yeah, I, think I mean and, it would have happened but
3: there's one. but like the apple devices that, that i have or and that you guys have a lot of their design is based off of star trek just the usage of them
2: well yeah, yeah. I, I mean he was a big he was a big star trek fan
3: yeah
0: all right so we've got story to talk about Mm -hmm. so let's let's do it let's talk about this story and we'll have feedback and then we'll have the end of the episode those credits will roll and you've been trained by marvel to stay through the credits right and after 250 some episodes of this podcast you know you've been trained to stay you may not stay because sometimes what we have after the credits isn't you know relevant to your interests but this time i think it will be as long as you've seen Infinity War already and don't want to get spoiled. All right.
3: <laughs> Mission Report. So I've been wanting to talk about this little piece of trivia information for weeks now because I'm a huge math nerd and I know a little bit of physics. Um, and the, the words The Force of Gravity were not the original title for this episode. A few weeks ago, I was looking up something for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I was looking up an episode title for another Welcome to Level 7 um, episode. And I accidentally saw the following episode titles. And this one was originally titled Capital F equals Capital G, open parentheses, M1 times M2, close parentheses, divided by D2. That is the formula for gravitational force.
0: <laughs>
3: I kind of wish cool. they had kept it. I kind of wish they did. And there are different variations of writing out that formula, but in one line, that's gravita- gravitational force. Um, yeah, so what did you, what do you guys think about this?
0: Well, I think... <laughs> I think that anybody then who would write, you know, the Wikipedia article or the recaps for, I don't know, Entertainment Weekly or whatever would do a lot of cut, copy and paste rather than <laughs> copy and paste to get the title in there because they wouldn't know it just off the top of the head. Whereas The Force of Gravity, I can just type that in and did just type that in and will just type that in for our blog post for this episode. So, um <laughs> That would have been a great like I feel
2: like that would have been a great like um, Runaways title because didn't Runaways have like weird titles?
0: Uh, I don't remember. Honestly, that feels like so long ago now. Right.
2: Uh, Um. (laughs) Okay, let's take off Runaways, but like a Netflix title or something like that. That is um,
0: that could be. That doesn't need to be like explained. Yeah. One of the things, though with all of these i mean most network television primetime shows have titles for each episode but don't put them on the screen and so oh. you know i like star trek would always put it on the screen mm-hmm. but you know now they, they just don't anymore and agents of shield never has at least i don't think so <laughs> I say I that I do. say that so confidently they and don't. then I'm just like no no I'm, I'm sure they don't I'm sure they don't um but it used to be a thing it used to be mm-hmm. a big thing and uh cuz I I love you know Star Trek titles man we're we need to open up our Star <laughs> Trek podcast Stuart but um yeah, Star do. Trek titles especially the original series were just so wonderful sometimes you know for the world is hollow and i've and i've touched touched the the sky sky. yeah
2: i was just thinking of that title
0: (laughs) yeah yeah and i mean there's just some really you know what are little girls made of and and that kind of thing um and and then also you know something simple like space seed spock's brain um yeah i mean but then they're not all like shakespeare references but
2: next gen had like (laughs) 011001100. Zero one one zero 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 one one zero zero zero.
3: Yeah,
2: and that was a. I mean, that's a pretty clever title. And so when when Samantha well, for, that episode, up, yeah. Yeah. for that
3: episode,
2: yeah, especially for that episode. It also, if you if you saw the title in the little blue letters on the top right of the screen, you got the what they were doing with the binars. Um, I, if they would have kept that equation, I would have really liked some sort of explanation of it in the episode and I and I didn't get that no you you third? wouldn't
0: you wouldn't have gotten it until Samantha explained it to you when we were having our podcast episode that's
2: very yeah. true
3: yeah oh and by the way I, I,
2: thanks I, Samantha for that
3: yeah and I, I I think earlier I said D2 I meant to say D squared because that's the formula that's very I'm important
2: Samantha <laughs> yeah. I just can't anymore
3: oh <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no I mean it's I mean you don't want to you don't want to multiply it by two. You want to square the the item. So
0: that's yeah. true. Otherwise, yeah. your zephyr is just going to like fly way off into space <laughs> yes, and over exactly. overshoot the bad guys, and suddenly the the bad guys win. the yeah. The world doesn't even get destroyed. The bad guys just take it over and win. Um, that's
2: now, kids. <laughs> that's what happens when you multiply a number by itself instead of no. Oh, when you multiply a number instead of square a number. Yeah.
3: Yes. Uh, <laughs> And but it's a whole like I forget it's like a parabolic image on a graph and it's not a straight line diagonal line like squ- squaring or doubling something. So I mean it's it's a whole mess.
0: Um but it would have been a nice inside joke for mm-hmm. for yeah. really for the more nerdy who are, are really able to just understand that. Because I, I have friends like that who wear you know t shirts with uh equations on them. That if you know the equation, you get the pun. if you don't, you don't, and my friends are I'm not saying everyone is like this, but I know my some of my friends who do that they're doing it because they want you to know you're not in <laughs> you, <laughs> are you are not in you do not get the you joke are not a we. it is an outside joke for you because it's an inside joke for them and yeah, but I have one friend like- though who does take the time to explain it. And it's I, like I don't when we laugh, wear marvel but... shirts. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Maybe. My uh Atlantis swim team shirt maybe that's that's close to that. <laughs> yeah. My kids got that for me. I love it. Nice. <laughs> All right.
2: So so you want to talk about the episode now?
0: I think it's yeah. time <laughs> to we have talked about Aquaman, Star Trek. <laughs> uh yeah. Okay,
2: I, so here let's do this real quick. Force uh, the Force of Gravity. I keep hearing the Force Awakens. There's your Star. There's your Star Wars. Now let's move on.
0: Boom. Okay. Very good. All right. So we're going to take this kind of two pronged, and we're going to talk about two groups of people. One group of people is basically Earthbound, and the other group of people is out in space. And the Earth in er- space. <laughs> so the Earthbound people, they that storyline actually does start in space, but. Um, I'm sure you'll forgive me that. So, where do you want to start?
3: Start Earth. In sp- oh,
0: sorry. Okay, we'll start Earthbound. Now they dovetail together. The space people come down to Earth, but um, yeah. So we're gonna we're doing Earthbound characters, but one of our Earthbound characters he begins in space. He is a super powered guy wearing a superhero costume, although he took the advice of what's her head from Incredibles. And doesn't wear his cape anymore. Couldn't oh, help. Couldn't help but notice. Edna mode. Yeah. Edna mode.
3: But I didn't realize this in the last episode. Uh, I didn't notice until this week, but this week he is has a goatee.:
0: Yeah, oh, no, he trimmed up, and, man. <laughs> yeah.
3: Oh, yeah. I, and not only that he has guy liner on. Yeah. Uh, and his so goatee he, is dyed. Yeah, I, I mean he, he's he's gone full goatee. I mean he's the evil version of himself.
0: He has taken the time to clean himself up. I I'm not going to call him <laughs> evil for being you know just being conscientious of his appearance.
3: Well, I didn't you guys think are so of him judgmental. As, well, I didn't think of him as Gravaglin in this episode. I just thought of him as Graviton.
0: Yeah, and I actually took the time to look up his costume because. I, I know I've seen uh, some costumes for Graviton and I, cause he has these round circles on his costume and I, I looked it up and yeah, that is a, that is a element of his costume. Sometimes they're positioned the way he has them on his costume for this show. And sometimes they're like down the front, like buttons as far as the, the placement of them. But yeah, they, they MCU'd Graviton. I mean, it's official. He is the MCU version of of Graviton.
2: So this is the MCU version.
0: Yes. How
2: close does it get to the um, to the comics?
0: Well, what's interesting is in the comics, I always saw Graviton as low rent Magneto. And, I see that on the
2: TV show, so it's okay.
0: <laughs> well, on the TV show, there is something that's going to happen where, in my notes, I just straight up put low-rent TV, Magneto. Yeah. Uh, I did we'll, that, too. <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there. But um, I think he's very different than what he is in the comics because he, in the comics, he's he's evil bad guy. In mm-hmm. the show, he's playing the part of superhero, but insane – so bad guy.
3: Well, give it time, because I think in time he's going to lose his temper with his son, and then just—he's not going to stop. He's going to stop pretending to be a superhero at some point. I don't That's think he's I'm pretending, though.
0: Do you think he's pretending? No, I think he's just misguided.
3: Well, I—I I think he, yeah, at some point he's going to embrace just being evil, oh. like evil.
0: That is not my prediction. Uh, I should say that's not, not my prediction. It's, it's not my hope. I'm, I'm hoping that there's still, that we are going to end this season and, and Glenn Talbot will be alive and well and Graviton will be a memory. That's yep. my hope.
3: Well, that's your hope. Well, unfortunately, my thoughts are, it's not a hope, but my thoughts are uh, he's going to go full evil and, and uh, Coulson's going to have to stop him or somebody. Or Daisy, for example. Um, or so I, I'm. I'm the Eeyore this episode. Yeah, I was just
0: totally. say, how does it feel to be the tigger of this of this situation, there, Ben? I'm, I'm uh, not. I, <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't necessarily call myself the tigger because it's just like oh, I hope it doesn't go bad. But <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, <clears throat> so I don't think he's going to go quote unquote bad. I don't think he's going to join the evil League of Evil. Um, I do think that he is. Going to do something that is irreparable and he's just going to end up spiraling down into the place where the only they're going to have to make the decision. And they kind of they're going to have to literally make the decision. If we don't kill him, the earth is going to explode or something like that. You know, the good of the, the good of the many outweigh the good of the one.
0: That's more than likely, I think, the situation we're looking at. So speaking yeah. of going bad, um I made tea in my wife's Keurig. And it just has that coffee taste in it. I just, sorry, that's just me complaining, but
3: you have to, you have to flush out the, the, uh, do at least one flush before you make the tea.
0: Yeah. Well, too late. And I don't drink
3: coffee. And I know this because I used to work at a store that sold a ton of them. So anyway, and be sure to only use distilled water because otherwise all those minerals are going to build up in the system. It's going to completely tear down the Keurig and you'll have to replace it. And it's expensive. Just,
2: this week on Coffee Talk with Ben and Samantha. <laughs> five, 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 four, 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 Feeling four. Feeling a little clamped.
0: All right. <laughs> the so let's get started here. We have Fitz and Simmons trying to create the serum to combine the centipede serum with Jaing's DNA. And they think it's probably going to work. Uh, That's
3: trouble written all over it.
0: Well, but here's they're talking about that though okay so yo-yo's warning from the future the words were trying to save colson resulted in the whole earth getting destroyed thing but Fitz is like hey what if we're you know it's the whole what if we're reading the prophecy wrong you know what if it's you know he he he, he takes advice from yoda what if we (laughs) just did what if we did not try because there is no try only do like what if we did it instead of trying we just did it
2: you mean that really old
0: movie Empire Strikes Back? Yeah, yeah. Um, <sighs> so that's.
3: That's. That's so problematic in my head.
0: There is some problems there. Uh, on the flip side of that, you know, there are maybe. They're, they're trying to well, interpret how. What did Yo Yo mean? What did it mean? Trying to save they are, Coulson.
2: They are definitely playing the time travel, the time loop. Warp again, because they're having to deal with, (laughs) you know, because this is a classic trope, right? In every time travel story, if I did the thing or if I didn't do the thing, does that result in this? And you can't tell. And so I'm kind of glad they're having these struggles because they sort of the line that um, Simmons calls fits out on, you know, weren't you the guy who said time cannot be changed? And and now he's sort of arguing the other side of it. And that's a really interesting see to, place to see these characters.
0: Yeah, that's true. And I'm glad that we have finally referenced Rocky Horror Picture Show in the podcast. 255 <laughs> a, episodes. Rocky. And finally.
2: <laughs> and an SNL. I don't think we've ever referenced Saturday
0: Night Live. Uh, <laughs> I, I think that maybe that something some something has happened with SNL, but... Um, I know that we have not referenced, uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show. No. So, uh, okay. There you go. But Tacked you're, you're <laughs> but you're right We're playing with the time travel tropes and now we're playing with the prophetic warning tropes where the, the prophecy says this, you know, it's that whole Lord of the Rings kind of thing. Speak friend and enter, you know, mm-hmm. and, and just where does the comma go? Once you figure out where the comma goes, <laughs> then you can know, What's supposed to happen here? And uh, and it's the same kind of thing here. Trying to save Coulson, what if that's the phrase, that's the most important phrase, and it's trying is the warning. You know, we, we, we just do it. Um, it makes for an interesting argument, and it makes for some interesting interplay, and you're right, Samantha, with the whole, or I think, yeah, actually, maybe it was you, Stuart, but with the whole um, Fitz flipping the switch, and he's actually into it. Um, yeah. So meanwhile,
3: Fitz is just in denial and he's or, or he's in that <laughs> bargaining stage of grief and he's just trying to figure out, well, what if I did this instead? I mean, and, you know, just making excuses and. Right.
2: He's absolutely yeah. there. The interesting thing is, is that he got there. You know, when sure. we first met Fitz and even at the beginning of the season, let's be honest, he was a man of science. He was. You could almost make the argument that with him sort of flipping around it and sort of arguing from the other side, he's he's becoming a little less man of science and a little more man of faith. Not necessarily you know, fully to that side, but the idea that that he's loosening up his man of science um, demeanor so much that he could even see this as a possibility
3: That's is, true, where I,
2: is where I'm finding that
3: interesting. Yeah, because he had that big – he made that – Huge point to um, to Mac last episode that sometimes you have to sacrifice the few to save the many.
0: Mm-hmm. Could it be he's just becoming more pragmatic or or more just uh, why not try? You know, I mean, we're let's just give it a shot. You know, let's just do this. And because for him, if he's right, that you can't change a time loop trying to change it doesn't matter. It's going to happen the way it's going to happen anyway. And so if he's right about that, it doesn't matter. But if he's wrong about that, well, why not?
2: What I find interesting, and I've been puzzled by this, this entire uh, story arc, is Coulson is saying he doesn't even want to be he doesn't want to be saved. He doesn't want to try to find a cure for what's ever for what's ailing him. So. Why are they, and I know the answer why, but for me, the question is still, why are they even trying? Because he says he doesn't want to be saved. But the answer is because you save the people you love and you do whatever you have to do. But it it doesn't feel inconsistent to me. It feels very consistent because it's a human nature thing. But I'm still looking at it going, but he doesn't want to be saved. Just let him not be saved. It's fine. Don't worry about it
0: yeah but I'm with yeah, them. But that's me, yeah I'm with them. you know, if you can save him and and it's good, like I have a mm-hmm. feeling he doesn't want to be saved because the first time it wasn't good, it was painful, it was difficult, and it was you know borderline evil
2: well, to yeah. be fair though he, it's going against nature, right, so he's looking at that going, I shouldn't be saved i don't want to be saved because i shouldn't be saved i shouldn't even really really i shouldn't even be here in the first place yeah tahiti's a magical place but that doesn't equate to me getting a second chance at life you know i had my go in avengers and and there i was um so I Like I said, I get it as a human being, um, and I guess it's a, maybe a storytelling thing, but the, definitely providing circles, so it's a good storytelling mechanism. I just don't understand why nobody's like, look, he doesn't want to be saved, so why are we even trying to do this? Because nobody wants to not save him. I get it, but that's where I'm coming from. Yeah,
3: yeah. I even noticed at one point that even Yo-Yo was kind of quiet about trying to save him. About arguing arguing against it. She just kind of took a step back and listened. Yeah. Because let's be honest, it's it's Colson. Yeah. He's, he's the coolest guy in the show. Why wouldn't you want to try to save him?
2: And and if they don't save him, does Mac get Lola?
3: Hmm, good question. Or would it go to May?
0: Well, I mean, there's no legal binding with May yet. I mean, they're not married, so yeah. you know, not unless, unless he, put he puts it, it in his will. will, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, if he did that, then yes, but but if not, um, I mean, that could be a source of of problem between between May and Mac, where they're just, I should get this. No, no, I should get this, and you know, it just becomes this whole big fight thing. And when they come back for family reunions, they they don't talk to each other because you know the fight over the car who got it after you know just just bad stuff bad news the the family union of that is going to be problematic anyway
2: because you know daisy's going to bring a boyfriend that nobody appreciates nobody (laughs) likes yeah and fitz and simmons are going to bring their three bratty little kids that show up to everything and terrorize everything and they're going to be like no
3: they're fine it's okay
0: (laughs) those kids
2: kids you
3: know you know may and matt could always uh, you know trade off the car every other weekend
2: that never works. <laughs> All
0: right. So let's go back to Talbot then because Talbot <laughs> takes the Quinjet back to earth. And I love this little detail. He doesn't need it to fly. He just needs it to breathe.
2: That's, I loved that too. That was fantastic.
0: That was I a thought fun part detail. Of the
3: episode, he got to be a little doctor exposition, but well, I, yeah, I understood them having to add it in.
0: Oh, I just, I just liked him like, uh, yeah, uh, sure. It's yeah. it's evil villain uh, monologuing exposition kind of thing, you know, yeah. where the evil villain's like, "I'm so cool, I don't need this yeah. to fly, I need but, it to we'll breathe."
3: Talk, yeah, and, I mean, we'll we'll talk about it later. But in a previous scene, he says to the the other Remorath, uh, he says something like, "I've been on this ship before, I know where to go." Uh I think we all know this. So yeah, I I, th- I think that's why that line did not really. But let's
2: be honest, let's be honest, that's a cool
0: line.
3: True, yes. <laughs> in a so, cool moment, because he doesn't cool fly way- the
0: thing, he moves the thing.
3: Right. Yes.
0: Like, that's that was a cool moment. I, there's, we don't get a lot of really great supervillains in this show. We get some, and we get some interesting, you know, things with Ward going on and stuff like that. But this is the first real true super villain feeling character to me who actually, you know, is just super powered, has his own motivation, is the the hero of his own story. And and on his own, you know, the, mm-hmm. most of the super villains we're getting are related to Hydra mm-hmm. and, you know, powered up because of Hydra. And and here is someone who just kind of offshoot of his own thing coming
2: in. OK, so. So if you remember, what, what was it season one? We got the Graviton, Gravitron, whatever it is. Graviton, yeah. To begin with, right?
0: Uh-huh.
2: I mean, then then nothing happened until now. Um, do you think this, maybe not with Talbot, but this is what they planned on doing? Because remember, they were like, the beginning of a superhero villain, watches Origins, blah, blah, blah. And and then nothing for four <laughs> years. And then now they're like, oh, we did that. Let's wrap that up. So do you think this is what they planned or do you not think this is what they planned?
0: I think eventually they planned to to do this or something like it. Uh, I think back then they were planning it would be Hall who would come back and and be this. Uh, mm. But for this season, I think as they're sitting in the writer's room, I, I feel like they're just saying in the writer's room, okay, we've got this thing, we've got this thing, we've got this thing. How can we pull these things together and do them?
2: There's like that post-it note way up in the corner. Grab a grab a grab
0: yeah, a what? It's dusty. <laughs> it's dusty. It's it's you know, it's it's pale pink, and all right. the other post-it notes are yellow and blue. But, but all the other pink ones from season one have been gone for years, you know, but that pale pink one is up there uh from the sunlight just fading it away. And, right,
2: but it's got it's got like one corner that's <laughs> a little bit darker pink than the rest of it because it was covered by something by else. Another post-it
0: note, yeah, yeah. Right. I um, I, I do think well, that they are coming back to an idea that they had planned to do.
3: Yeah, it, I agree because um this originally started as a Joss Whedon-led show, and he has been known to m- lay out little tidbits for upcoming season storylines in, like, three, four years earlier.
2: Right, so but I've, he hasn't always been able to do them. That's the true. problem. <laughs> yes, hashtag too soon, I get it, blah, 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 moving on.
3: Yeah. Um, um, but... I was just thinking of, like, say, the Dawn storyline in Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Um, There were hints of her coming, like, two or three years before the storyline, that season began.
0: Were they hints? or
3: There were hints.
0: Like, they were legit hints? It wasn't just a, oh, that could be a hint?
3: It was a hint. Like, there was a dream where... um, one of the one of the characters mentions Buffy's in a dream uh one of the characters mentions uh Buffy's little sister and Buffy's at that point was an only child okay hmm. so and uh there's another one like uh had said, said to Buffy once in a- in another dream be back before dawn um, which you know you could always just you know dismiss that one and and such. So Because that's yeah.
0: that's a that's an un, not an unusual phrase.
3: Right. Yeah. Okay.
0: Um
3: and on first watching, not knowing that it was a storyline coming up, you just dismiss it. But then when you go back, you're like, "Oh, look at that."
2: Right. And you do that nerd thing that yeah. that we all do where we analyze every frame of every MCU movie. Yes. Leading up to Infinity War. I mean,
0: stuff. Yes. <laughs> So back to Talbot, he visits Creel and offers to stop the voices that Creel hears. And then mm. he absorbs the absorbing mm. man into him. And, and that
2: bow is wrapped up. We're yeah. done with Creel.
0: I'm I, sad now. I don't think that was a bow that needed to be wrapped up like that, though. I mean, it was, I wouldn't call it a bow that got wrapped up. I think it was a bow that got pulled in or something i mean that's not a that's not a storyline that we needed to have completed like creel he needs to die you know or uh, nothing like that right. that's
2: not that's uh, not a post-it note up in the other corner no, of, the, no, of
0: the office no the the creel thing is a new thing they were they, they developed in, for this season and it just really first of all it set up that the gravitonium had some weirdness in it second of all um he was becoming a compelling and compassionate character and, Mm -hmm. and then we lose him. And that's actually a a genuine loss. And third of all, as Mac is tracking the, the Quinjet and trying to figure out where Talbot's going and following his trail. Um, this is what causes, uh, Mac and Yo-Yo to have a conversation about, do we need to stop Talbot for good? Like this may not be something we can end well and neatly, with a bow, we may need to you know, find a way to put a bullet in the head here. Um, now, they do talk about fit, uh, reversing the process with Fitzsimmons. And Fitzsimmons, their solution to the Talbot situation is that they could combine the odium with the centipede as a delivery system, the centipede serum as a delivery system into his system and allowing the odium to go directly into his cells and kill him. So,
3: that may not end well.
0: So we needed to lose Creel to bring us to this point. Um, yeah, that that definitely that's not going to end well. It it definitely is not going to end well. But it does set up a moral conundrum for the end of the episode.
2: Yeah, right. I thought that was a very interesting question they asked at the end of the episode. Well, We'll get to
0: it, and we're asking it here, you know, because we know why they have the centipede. Serum. We know why they have why Daisy dug up her dead mom, and right, um, and so as we know these things, and we also know from Daisy talking to uh, uh, what's his name, Busey, um, Jake Busey, yeah, Shasta Mcnasty, oh,
3: um, Candyman.
0: <laughs> as as she's talking to the Candyman, um, she knows this is it. This is the only dose that they have. And so, even as they're having this conversation, yeah, we can stop Talbot if we use this, or we can save Colson if we use this. And this is the same thing.
2: So you're saying the Candyman can't
0: in this? Uh, in this, uh, the Candyman could. The Candyman did. Candyman's done.
3: Candyman did as he was asked.
0: Yeah, Candyman's done. He he did it. Okay. Shasta McNasty is not coming back. That's my, <laughs> that's my prediction.
2: Yeah. I don't, I don't see him coming back unless he's got, unless he comes in, you know, at the very last
0: second with, Oh, by the way, I was also, here's, here's Deathlock. lock. I, I found him and I brought him to you. <laughs> I found the actual Deathlock. He wasn't hard to find because, you know, we found him earlier. Um, <laughs>
2: And he was the hardest really part was anyway. just he didn't
0: want to come back. You know, he's just like, "I'm done." I I saved him once. Like, come on, <laughs> save him one more time.
2: And 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 he and and his pager's going off because you know it's getting blown up by Colson. <laughs>
0: Help me. His flip phone.
2: Um, right. <laughs> yeah.
0: So Mac and yo you'll figure out where Talbot is going because Talbot said, "I can fix this," and that means he's probably heading home. And they're right. Talbot visits home, talks to his wife and kid. Um talks about how your dad's a superhero now just like those Avengers and he uses his power to make a Lego space shuttle float in the air and his wife tries to talk to him and he gets really mad at her because she betrayed him with the Hydra um, compliance lines and he throws her against a wall right in front of his son and then he's like hey I'll take you to a real spaceship son it'll be great and it's a really uncomfortable scene really mm-hmm really uncomfortable scene and it reminds me of situations where you have like a a, well changed personality because of brain damage um, or changed personality because of some form of addiction or something like that but um, but even then I mean it's 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 straight up like spousal abuse
2: it is I mean regardless of regardless of the the reasoning behind it you know the change in personality because of addiction or you know brain damage or whatever um, it's straight up I mean, he, like he throws it against the wall, but that, that's, and he does it in front of his kid. That's a huge, like that's, that's, a, that's not, worse. Yeah. That's yeah. not
0: right. The, the difference being yeah. like with, with addiction, you have chosen the addiction, you know, and right. and that's, so you might do something under the influence of chemicals that you wouldn't do normally, but you're still responsible for that because you chose the chemicals with, right. with brain damage that's a whole nother ball of wax where you have, there's a lot of stuff that goes into that conversation. And um, you know, I've, I've worked with people with, with brain damage where it's a completely different personality, you know, for the, the person. And a lot of times there's anger involved because of the stress of having the brain damage. But then also there's other things involved because of the actual brain damage itself. That just, it, it's, it's difficult and it's something you need to get help. You know, you, 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 that's something you can't do you can't figure out alone, you know? And so mm-hmm. this, he doesn't like so many people and it, in big situations or small, you know, he's, I don't need help, I'm great, I'm fine. And he doesn't recognize the fear on his son's face. You know, he's, he's trying to still have the conversation he was having before about how awesome it is to be a superhero, his son is terrified because he just pinned his mom up in the air Darth Vader style against the wall and uh, threw her against a photograph, a framed photo of the sun that I thought that was interesting. When she falls, you see behind her, there's a a picture of, of the sun behind her. Um, But then he's all, I'll take you to a real spaceship. And yeah, it's a rough scene. It's difficult. It's difficult because of the reality that that it reflects. Mm
2: -hmm. Do you, do you, and I don't want to get too much into this because it's sort of diving away from the episode. But does it feel almost like Glenn's um, superhero feeling is maybe a, an allegory for PTSD? Hmm.
0: I don't. I don't know. I. I w- I don't see it that way. I see it more like it's an exaggeration of his feelings from before you know, his feelings before he had all this stuff thrown at him is I want to be a hero to my son, you know, and it's interesting because I, I wrote a story just recently. Um, Evan, uh, agent Evan and I, and Steve McDonald from our strangers and aliens podcast just wrote three stories about three different superheroes that we created. And now I'm writing the Avengers team up basically where the, the three heroes come together. Um, but in my individual story my my hero the main villain um this is a spoiler to anyone now i guess who's going to listen to the stories but um there's there's some elements involved there as well where he wanted to be a hero for his son and then an exaggeration of that comes out of the situation and that, and that's i think what you see here is you have this father who wants to be a hero to his son and now actually can be the big hero that everyone's looking for, you know, they recognize Thor on the streets of New York, you know, and, mm-hmm. and, and so they get, and they get selfies with him and, and that kind of thing. Captain America, he's big time because he's, he was a flashy character who people knew about from world war two. And then he comes back and people know about him and saw him and they, they see the Avengers do their thing. And you see, you know, Talbot has the opportunity to be one of those guys that his kid probably has some action figures of in his room. So it, it's his father. I, I just see it as as that the, the PTSD. Now you think about it, yeah. I mean, because he definitely went through horrible, horrible stuff. <laughs> that well,
3: I mean, uh, well, obviously he the, government- the he also had the bullet to the head about a year before. Remember that, right? So and. Uh, in PTSD, there have been cases where they have been able to see that there have been physical changes in the brain. Yeah,
2: it, my my thinking was though, that this guy has been through a lot of a lot of problems. You know, he's problems of stress, let's call it stress. He's been through a lot of stresses in his life, getting shot in the head, being an air force general, you know, uh, the, the whole waiting for waiting for Coulson and never showing up that sort of thing. I mean, guy's been through a lot and like Coulson says at the later in the episode where he's, he owes him, he owes him. He's going to, he, he's been through a lot. Coulson owes him. And, um, that is a, there's a lot of stress. And so if you're, if you are granted this power, you kind of feel like you deserve it a little bit. Cause you've been through so much garbage. And so you have to, so this is that great power comes great responsibility or absolute power corrupts. Absolutely type of thing. Right? So if you have all of this power and you feel like you have a control on it, you're going to flaunt it a little bit and it's going to be tempting and you're going to misuse it. So there's lots of, ways to come at this and i think they're explaining and exploring um that story very well
0: yeah i like his story i really like his story um now what i don't like about his story is that it suddenly turns into one of the x-men movies we've seen this next scene in the x-men movies i think we've seen it more than once but I was going to say,
2: because I know it's an X-1. Is it mm-hmm. an X-3 too? I
0: think so, or, or a scene like it. Because he goes outside, Mac and Yo-Yo arrive, and he acts like what Graviton kind of is in the comics, low-rent TV Magneto. He picks up cars, he drops them, he stops bullets, he throws them back. And, yeah. Now, according to him, he's a superhero. You know, he's he's not Magneto. Uh, well, but, Magneto
2: thought he was a superhero too. Yeah. Um, Magneto knew
0: that he wasn't doing the superhero thing. He was he was not a benevolent person mm. to everyone. And I guess that's true. Yeah, to some he was, but not to everyone. And yeah, I, I think Magneto knew he was making um compromises morally. He just chose to do it because of it was the greater good. Talbot, I don't think is making any moral compromises in his mind, mm. um, which is a, uh, that's what makes it so compelling, though, his story anyway. So he wins the battle <laughs> and he, uh <laughs> according to him, he just needs some more fuel in his tank, he tells his son, watch the news and uh he flies away, just flies away. I'm Mary Poppins, y'all. <laughs> so that is them. Now the earthbound heroes here were they're gonna reconnect with our space heroes. Um but that's you know Mac Yo-Yo left behind, they lost. Yo-yo couldn't even get close to him. Um was, was that because
2: she was too far away, or was that was she was he stopping her?
0: I got the impression that his powers were stopping her like Mm, she couldn't get through like the magnetic field it'd be like it it wasn't that he was like purposefully stopping her like he was fast enough to stop her it was more like he had created a wall that she couldn't get through that's Mm. that's how i saw it
2: and and what i found really interesting was that she's trying to save the kid too she wanted to she wanted to save his son from that bad situation
0: yeah cuz it was bad
2: it was bad i mean the, it it's, equ- it's equivalent to you know the drunk father having a shotgun you know it drunk with power waving some some dangerous weapon around and and the kids going to get caught in the crossfire and she wanted to prevent that
0: yeah or just seeing yeah your your parents hurt someone mm-hmm. you know uh, it doesn't have to be with a shotgun i mean it's just out of anger and words and but he is definitely seeing his father is not a superhero He even says it doesn't he you're the bad guy yeah yeah
2: he confronts him on it which you know the that kid is pretty heroic it takes a lot of guts to to confront your
0: your your father on something yeah. so before we go to the space team i want to point out that tidbit that i teased earlier okay so in this episode the TV is on as the boy is playing with his Lego. And the TV is on the news channel. All right. On the the in the dialogue they say this. This is what you hear. Once again, New Yorkers are faced with having to clean up destruction caused by extraterrestrial encounter. That's what you hear. In the dialogue. But this is Hmm. what you read. In the closed captioning. Unprecedented levels of destruction. Rivaling even that of the Chitauri invasion. First responders are on the scene. Now. I'm just throwing that out there. I don't want to get into spoilers. And stuff like that. Other than to say. They changed it. Because they saw the movie. I think. (laughs) Because in the movie. It's not unprecedented levels rivaling the tatari invasion it was a part of the war a part of the infinity war uh, but they definitely pulled back on the statement so that it was more reflective of what was in in infinity war which was destruction but not unprecedented levels of destruction
2: right unprecedented levels would be not just the island of manhattan but all of You know, New York
0: unprecedented levels is first Avengers movie where like everything, you know, all the monsters and everything like that. Again, don't want to get into it too much. However, um, I found that really, really interesting to me as a as just, again, part of how the sausage is made. Um, I think one of the things we said is that, you know, the dog is absolutely the movies and the TV show is the tail that's getting wagged by the dog. And we will find out next episode exactly how much they're able to, you know, ride the tail. But the I, th- I felt like the switch here was definitely a, um, it's a very interesting moment to see self-editing happening uh, at a point where. And this is not the first time where the the captioning doesn't match the dialogue um, from last minute changes or whatever, but. This last minute change absolutely ties into something very interesting, which is how are, how is it all connected and how is the show connected? And yeah, so this is how it was connected for this episode. News coverage.
2: (laughs) Well, didn't they also, I mean, Talbot talking about saving the, saving the earth.
0: That's true. Talbot's motivation right now is to save the earth from Thanos.
2: Right. And I don't remember if they name dropped him specifically, but they did mention him and they mentioned, you know, how but at one point says, I don't even need a cape or a suit or a hammer or a suit or something like that. So, yeah, Um, I mean,
0: that was last episode. I know they name dropped him last episode. I can't remember if they mentioned Thanos in this episode. but Mm -hmm. uh, okay. so let's move to space. Daisy meets Tarion 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 Casias. That's the that's Papa. Papa Casais. He has aimed missiles at the lighthouse and that's not good. It's really not good because even though the lighthouse could possibly survive the missiles, there are people in the area and it wouldn't be a good thing for those missiles to hit. Um, Colson and may then have some talking time. Colson takes the blame for what happened to Talbot. he feels bad about that. And then Daisy and Tarion, they're also talking Lots of talking up in space right now. Tarion wants her to be his disciple or something or whatever. And she tries to use her powers on him, but they don't work because apparently he's visiting her in her unconscious state and she's still captured and she's actually being dragged to him. Um, Which is very interesting. And then um, when he talks about how he's seen their future and she says she's seen his future. He says he is their future. She breaks the device on her head in the real world, using her power in the real world, even though she's unconscious, but she's waking up or something. And she escapes from the guards who are holding her runs through the ship and finds Deke, May and Daisy. Cause Deke has rescued May and Coulson. No, Deke may and Coulson. Cause Deke has rescued May and Coulson. So now all four of them are together and two things need to happen. They need to escape. And they also need to stop the missiles aimed at the lighthouse. So we got two missions, and
3: I'm surprised when when uh, Coulson and May opened up that door that there wasn't some sort of Star Wars reference, because the setup was very similar to "I'm Luke Skywalker, I'm here to rescue you." <laughs> yeah. Even the framing and the way the room was set up reminded me so much of the way that the um, prisoner hold in the Death Star was set up. You had the shelf on the on the wall on the um, the right hand side of the screen and the door to the to get out on the left.
2: I feel like if there wasn't a specific joke in the script, there definitely was stuff set on
0: set. (laughs) Probably. I feel like that's a line they really should have given to Coulson. Uh, aren't you a little short for a stormtrooper or something?
3: Yeah, yeah. because yeah, Deke would not have seen. I, I don't think Deke has seen Star Wars, but yeah, I think yeah, there should have been something from Coulson about that.
2: He's only ever seen the prequels. <laughs> oh, poor
0: guy. He's more Coulson,
2: Deke. Deke has only ever seen the prequels.
0: And in Deke's future, yeah, he hasn't yeah. seen I mean solo doesn't exist in Deke's future. Yeah. Because well, the, the world was destroyed before Solo came out. So
3: That's right. Well, well, you know, the uh the um um in the future that they used, you know, the prequels to torture the humans.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm softening on the prequels, I have to say.
3: Sorry, Evan. <laughs>
0: uh okay, so what do you think about Daisy just like choosing to <laughs> escape? Like, oh, that I'm unconscious. Was cool. It was a cool yeah. moment, but was it too much? Like, how powerful is no, she? No,
2: because <sighs> she's, I, I, I think the more they can make her a, um, pretty awesome superhero, the better off they can be.
0: Yeah, but she was. So I am. She was okay. unconscious, and in her unconscious state, she was able to go ahead and just break you, out
2: you, you, you yeah. never roll over and uh and and you know accidentally you steal all the covers or anything like that i mean I, come I, on I don't know.
0: you know i've been doing some role-playing with uh evan and, and a friend uh role-playing game where we take uh it's the old marvel superhero role-playing game rules and, and i feel like this is one of those you know roll your your psych and uh and know, eight, yeah she rolled like a 90 97 for this year. And oh,
2: is that a, is that a D 100
0: system? Yeah, yeah, it is. Okay, so it's a, it's so a really yeah, cool, easy system, but um, yeah.
2: Yeah. So she got a really good role. Let's, yeah. you know, let her shine. That's, that's the role that the DM goes, huh? Okay.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, and, and the way, <laughs> yeah, the, the way we do it, it, there's, it's actually, I've changed the D 100 system into a 3D 6 system and if you roll okay. if you roll doubles um it's a cinematic moment um and, and it's just like oh you didn't just succeed you succeeded in the most awesome way possible and right. and and that's what she had she had here she didn't just succeed she she succeeded in a really awesome way beats up the bad guys runs rescues her friends from some more bad guys but let's talk about her rescue of her friends all right So the marauders are attacking and they start shooting and it happens in the middle of an argument that may is having with Coulson as she's giving orders. And he's saying, are you giving me orders? Yeah, I'm giving you orders. And then they come, they start shooting. Coulson activates his robot hand shield, which is an awesome moment already. And then grabs may kisses her full on the lips as they're, the shield's getting shot and Daisy comes around and she's watching and the look on her face in this slow motion moment is priceless. And she's like, wait, uh, what? Yeah. Oh, I guess that's happened. Wait, wait, I got to get these guys. (laughs) And, and then she uses her power just to stop the bad guys.
2: I loved everything about that scene except for one part.
0: Okay. I wonder (laughs) if it's the same thing as what I did not love. So what did you not love about this scene? Colson kissing May <laughs> oh. yeah uh, I didn't love that but they made it a great moment right it, it was a great moment
2: I just I don't like M- Colson and Molson and yeah. you know whatever yeah. whatever we're coming up with them I don't like them <laughs> together <Molson.
0: laughs> um, here's what I didn't like Colson activates the shield that's cool kisses yeah. her behind the shield that's a cool moment yeah. What about their legs? think they are getting shot at? But their <laughs> legs are not protected. Like he's no,
2: no, no, no. The, the, they're they're getting shot at by stormtroopers, so they're fine.
0: The the, the bullets are hitting oh. the shield, and and I'm just thinking to myself, they're getting sprayed with guns because of the whole like use their own weapons against them. The guns are the weapons of the cowards, but they're cowards, so use the weapons against them. And so they're shooting, and it's hitting the shield, but. What about their legs? Their legs are not protected. And Coulson, he is not thinking ahead right now and thinking, you know, he is not the planner. He's not the man with the plan where, oh, I'm going to activate the shield uh, because the legs are completely unprotected. And he's just kissing her and distracting her from it. And she's going to get shot in the leg. And she didn't because hero shields uh, were protecting their legs. But...
3: Maybe the bad guys were thrown off by the fact that Colson and May finally kissed.
0: <laughs> the bad guy's like, I'm totally shipping that.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The bad,
2: guy, the bad guy flips out It takes out his phone and he gets on Facebook. Totally <laughs>
0: saw that coming. <laughs> Hashtag Molson. I knew it. <laughs> oh man. And as
3: for the stormtroopers not being able to shoot properly. In that movie, Leia mentions that they let them go and that they're obviously tracking them. I believe even Darth Vader said, mentioned something about a tracking device on the Millennium Falcon that they put there. The stormtroopers were missing on purpose. Maybe. Guys. It was pointed uh, out in uh, that movie.
0: I mean, it, and uh, Obi-Wan earlier. Now,
3: people have been saying that they're terrible shots, and they're not. They were, lo- they were missing on purpose.
0: Later on, they are, though. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe in that movie, I I, I still think as far as the screenwriting goes for George Lucas, it was hero shields that were protecting them. But I mean, Obi-Wan Kenobi did earlier say no other, no other. um, It was just very precise is what he was saying. No other uh, had been the Imperial Stormtroopers. No one else could attack so precisely or something like that. Oh, yeah. Yes. So Anyway, the legs. Should have been hit. Now, as far as <laughs> Colson and May getting together, I would rather they weren't, but they've been building up to it for the season, which is really unfortunate because of what happens later to Colson. But, you know, this was this was their time. This was their moment.
2: And and I'm all for, you know, seizing the moment, carping the DM, get it, great, do it. I just don't want mom and dad to be kissing. That's what it comes down to.
3: Mm. Oh, OK. There it is.
0: Yeah, I I don't want to go there. I I don't think right now.
3: Yeah, please let's not invite Doctor Ford into this conversation.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, anyway, here's their mission. May orders Daisy and Coulson to go on the Zephyr, while she and Deke will take care of the missiles. So, after this whole scene is done, Coulson, uh, Daisy, go to the Zephyr to fly away. Deke and May go to the. Command bridge or whatever to use the computers to stop the missile launch. But instead of stopping the missile launch, she they put in a new target, and then Deke and May are going to beam themselves home. But Kovos comes, and he and May fight, and they fight is really good. And May is using arm blades from the low rent TV Wolverines, and Deke is setting the transporter <laughs> coordinates and. And the fight sort of ends with Kovos launching the missiles and being all, ha, 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 I'm the evil villain, and I just did this. And May's all, ha, 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 I'm the cool hero, and I change the target. And they beam away just as the missiles turn around and blow up the ship. And Kovos is dead. And so Daisy and Coulson are worried about the ship, but as they're talking to Fitzsimmons, Deacon May run into the screen. And Deke and May are already in the lighthouse. They won. They got their first. And then Coulson passes out from his arm wound.
3: Can we take a moment to appreciate that Deke doesn't understand their entire language and that he only understands those six numbers?
0: <laughs> zero through five.
3: Yes. I appreciate I can, that so much.
0: I can count to five. So, you know, five numbers. Well, actually, I know zero, too. So it's six. Yeah.
3: <laughs> well, it's it's not just that. It's, it's, it's very logical that they would not have allowed the humans to learn how to read their language. And, but Deke would have been smart enough to figure out those digits.
0: Yeah. No, I, I like that as a little detail. Yeah. Um, I, I don't like necessarily when people are just super, you know, th- I, we just know everything. You know, this is this could have been an opportunity for Deke to just know everything and yeah. be able to just sit down at the computer and change it, you know. But instead it was, no, he has to work for it. And that's why May gets to fight Colos. Yeah. It's because they're working for it.
3: And he has this cool hero moment too. I mean, she's not the only one who's working for it. He's trying to get them out of there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's it's great. It's, it's a lot of fun. And I thought the fight was really fun. And yes. yeah, I mean, there's still stuff to happen next episode, but they're wrapping up the little strings. Yeah. All those threads are getting pulled together.
3: Ming Na Wen is back in action. Uh, for those who don't know, she pulled her, what was it? Her AL, she, she, ACL. ACL. Uh, last year, and she's been resting it, which is why May has been resting on the fighting, and now finally she's back in the game. Yeah. At deadly. Yeah.
0: Really cool moment. Really cool yes. moment. So less cool moment. Uh, Colson's basically on life support. And this is a hard scene for me because I just gone and visited my grandpa uh, earlier and he's on life support, or Was he, he passed away since then. But, um, just seeing him, you know, have the, the thing on there and then Colson's there, it's like, oh man. Um, but Simmons says Colson's not going to die yet. He's, he, they can save him. Um, but he's getting worse and he's getting worse quicker and they need more time. And they need more centipede stuff because um, you know they have the plan with Talbot, but then there isn't more because the Candyman can't. uh, So they have to decide Coulson or Talbot, which way they're going to go. And so you could take the prophecy as if you try to save Coulson, that's great, but Talbot doesn't get stopped. Or you know you could take it as. Saving Coulson, he's the man with the plan. He's the one who can put all the pieces together. And that is the dilemma as we go into next episode.
2: So, Tigger, let me ask you a question. Which team are you on? Team Talbot or Team
0: Coulson? You know, which one should we use the centipede on? Yeah. Well, I'm clearly on Coulson. Use it on Coulson, and he's the guy who can bring Talbot down. That's, that's what I say. What do you say? Yeah. That's what
2: I would have said too. But you, you're, you're hoping that, that Glenn, you know, has, gets to ride off into the sunset.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I'm I'm hoping that they win the day by Coulson making it so they don't have to kill Talbot. That's my hope. So, so save Coulson, save the world. Basically, that's what I'm saying yes uh i'm also i can't help seeing some of the uh other heroes-esque things going on if you remember um our man nathan petrelli from heroes uh had a while when he was a villain and he was actually siler for a while um and the same thing here where you've got our man talbot who is you know graviton right now and Course, heroes did not end satisfyingly
2: <laughs>
0: by any stretch, but uh, yeah, did this episode? Did you guys like this episode?
3: Oh, I love this episode.
0: I really like this episode. I, I do too. I really liked it. I like what it's setting up. Um, as far as what happens next, I don't know. I don't know.
2: I think this episode has maybe not some of the strongest points, certainly not weak points, but definitely not as strong as they could be. If the next episode is kind of mediocre, if the next episode is great, those parts that are sort of not as strong as they could be in this episode will start to shine up a little bit
0: as set up. Yeah. 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 So, um, there were a couple things that I noticed, however, uh, that I think it was Mac And Yo-Yo, they sounded like they listened to our podcast. Um, Really? Yeah. Well, one of them says he's in full villain mode, and we actually (laughs) said something almost exactly like that last episode. Um, And then they talk about him. You know, everyone's the hero in their own story, and Mm -hmm. yeah. So
3: everyone's a hero in their own way. Yeah.
0: That's the second Doctor
2: Horrible thing we've mentioned tonight. That's awesome.
3: I watched it the other day, so. Um, There you (laughs) go.
0: So, yeah, I thought it was a great episode. The other thing is they gave a potential um, uh, name to our Welcome to Level 7 network. I don't think we're going to use it, but uh, Talbot walks out and says, Welcome to the Neighborhood. And (laughs) I could see Welcome Welcome to the Neighborhood being a great name for a a podcast network of welcome to style podcast that may or may not ever happen, but it's going into the hopper as potential ideas. Well,
2: oh, that's good. Yeah. I like that
0: one. So I, I think that that ends this discussion and uh, I think it's time for us to move on into some, some feedback and hear what other people have to say. Which we don't actually have a lot of other people saying anything. <laughs> um, well, there's it's there's Is stuff, there but feedback? it's spoiler. Yeah. There's stuff, but it's spoilers.
1: Shield Field Report.
0: Okay, so we have one piece of feedback that does not have infinity war spoilers in it. Um and so I almost don't want to play it, but I kinda have to because they're calling me out. So, and they're not the only people, there were some people on Facebook who also did this, but this is the one that sent in the voicemail. And, uh, so I only feel like getting called out by one person, but there were other people who did call me out on this. So you ready? Here we go.
2: I I wouldn't want to miss a thing. Let's do this.
0: (laughs)
1: Hey, Ben, this is agent Jeffrey
0: calling from Missouri. Last episode, you said you can't trust anybody who played an elf on the Lord of the Rings movies. And I have to say, yes, you can. Ms. Betty Ross, played by uh, the lovely Liv Tyler, uh, just wanted to let you know that that movie's not forgotten and it's still near and dear in my heart. Anyway, hope you guys are having a great day. Talk to you later. Bye. I hang my head in a little bit of shame. Not too much, but a little bit of shame. Yes. Okay, you can trust one person who played an elf in Lord of the Rings. Just one. Just one.
3: You know, we consider that movie to be canon to the MCU, and still we forget that it's part of the MCU. Which oh. is sad.
0: It's it's really more that I was overgeneralizing, not so much that I forgot. Yeah.
3: yeah. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, I, I have been
2: <laughs> I couldn't remember who played an elf in Lord of the Rings is where I had a problem.
0: Well, I was called out and I accepted Well, there you go. And Same I way. I don't I don't know what that means like is, is it a not prize um <laughs> as in I was not right uh is that a yes prize for them as in yes, I accept the the calling out on Facebook and in voicemail. But yeah, okay. Uh, I th- I still think it's funny how many Lord of the Rings elves there are in the MCU. But
3: well, it's like saying who's in the who is was in um Infinity War, everybody, just about. Yeah,
0: I I just think you know, yeah, I mean, it, or if you were uh you know a hot a hot young actor in the seventies, right? If you're in an MCU movie. Glenn Close, Um, uh, what's his name? The dude, shoot,
3: Gary (laughs) Shanley.
0: No, oh well, he he wasn't a hot young actor in the seventies, but Robert Redford and Michael uh, Douglas, Michael Douglas, Douglas and Jeff Bridges. Right? No, not Jeff Bridges. Yeah, he was.
1: Yeah, Jeff Bridges. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. If you were a hot young thing in the seventies and you are in an MCU movie, you are going to be the bad guy. It's (laughs) just what's going to happen.
3: You know, even Sylvester Stallone shows up.
0: Yeah, but he wasn't a hot young thing in the 70s. He was, he was,
3: well. uh, Rocky was in 77.
0: Right, but was he considered uh, like a hunk? Yeah.
3: I guess so.
2: I don't don't know.
3: I wasn't alive then, so.
2: Was Glenn Close a bad guy?
0: Well, that's true, but. No. Okay, so male. If you're male hotness in the 70s, then <laughs> let's just
2: let's just let that go.
0: Yeah. And okay. i that's as close as I'm going to ever come to saying that phrase, by the way, from male uh, hotness, male hotness. Um, i It was an N, not an M. I just want to point that out to everyone. <laughs> so um, it rhymed, but it was not the actual thing oh. being said. Oh, man, that was fantastic. (laughs) What we are going to talk about after the credits in a moment here. um, Almost, almost could have gotten that out of me. The the phrase that must not be uttered from my mouth. I feel like it's an accurate, accurate assessment of that. Let's just talk about it. (laughs)
2: Let's (laughs) just do that now.
0: (laughs) All right. So until next time those of you who are going to leave us uh, and not listen to the, the uh, spoilers that we're going to talk about. All oh, right. I do want to say thank you very much for listening. And I also want to say thank you um, to our, our patrons. Um, Samantha, do you have the, the list of our patrons?
3: Yes. Uh, Andrew, Adzi, Jeffrey, Trent and Tassel.
0: And we want to say thank you so much for, for listening. Thank you so much for supporting us. And Yeah. Thank you for sending in your your thoughts and feedback and sixth six season is around the corner in a year.
3: Yikes. Let's talk about that cuz I have I have thoughts on that. All right. Well
0: yeah.
1: We we we're, we're going to talk about that.
2: Thank you guys so much for listening and 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 patronizing us. So, yes. Yeah. I appreciate it.
0: Yep. And <laughs> So I've drank that awful, awful tea (laughs) that had that awful, awful coffee smell in it and got to take care. You know what? Uh, On second thought, I'm just going to find a corner somewhere. mx and once again thanks for listening okay so there's lots to talk about here um we got a voicemail from agent hank and he actually i I don't think i'm going to play that voicemail actually because um he was trying to figure out how are they going to do season six Because as of yesterday, all we knew was season six was happening. And then we started hearing that season six will be 13 episodes. Then it wasn't until today when they actually did the upfronts. And that's what I wanted to wait for, you know, so we could talk about this to find out what are the actual details. And the 13 episode thing turns out they were right about that. But no one talked about how until they did the actual upfront that it was going to be a summer only series, which means it's going to happen after Avengers 4 which opens up some very interesting things and closes down some other interesting things um so agent jeff said i hate to have to wait over a year for a new season but allows them to avoid the whole dusting um And then Agent Hank said, honestly, now that I've had time to recover from my mental meltdown from the voicemail, this is the only way it could work, at least one of the best ways. As Jeff noted, this gives the writers time to absorb the implications of the, quote, snapshot. Thanks, Ben. And what happens post Avengers 4, titled to be named later? The worst thing that could happen to the writers is that they have to react on the fly and do without even an awareness of the trajectory of the films. They've been hamstrung for too long already. I think this will help give credibility to the tagline. Hashtag, it's all connected. I can breathe better now. Agent Dylan says, could there be flashbacks perhaps or a substitute show with only half, half our cast? Uh, Agent Diana says, whew, what a relief. Something is better than nothing. And then I already mentioned uh, what Agent Jeremy said uh, when he, he wrote in. So uh, Agent Dylan did send in an email predicting who was on Dust Watch. Uh, wanted to throw that out here um there were tweets that he mentioned from the show's visual effects supervisor and the tweet that he mentioned was um uh someone tweeted to the guy and said you wouldn't happen to be working on uh, on making a few of our agents disintegrate into dust now would you just do me a favor and say no his reply was ha 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 <laughs> and then the next tweet that happened was um someone said uh rest in peace us um and then he says more ha 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 sorry i can't help myself three episodes left answers are coming so there's that so agent dylan put on dust watch um mac and daisy he said future yo-yo um future yo-yo said i was on fire reaching for mac and then there was nothing there and then voss Mm -hmm. says That was the last time anyone saw Daisy Johnson alive. By all accounts, the city had been evacuated. No one there after Daisy walked on, or after Quake walked on, twelve point eight on the Richter scale, and the world cracked like an egg. And so, um, but he puts Daisy and Mac on dust watch because of that. And then he also says, hashtag Trip lives.
2: (laughs) I'm I'm going to put uh, either Fitz or Simmons, one of them, on dust watch as well, um, because. We've ta- How many times have we talked about it on this show? What's the worst thing that can happen to characters that you are uh, attached to? And the worst thing that could happen is one of them is snapped away.
3: Uh, no, I, I think they've resolved when they get married never to do that again.
0: They're going to get dusted together in each other's arms.
3: <gasps> oh, that's oh. the best thing that can happen to them. Or the worst.
0: Both at the same time. Yeah. Both <laughs> best and he, worst. I mean,
3: because you, I, I, and you know what? It's going to happen like right as Simmons is telling Fitz that she's pregnant. <gasps>
0: and then the baby <gasps> doesn't get dusted. Now that's just weird. That's that weird. is really weird. Sorry. But, um, so. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. Well, I was going to say, I mean, does it doesn't matter now? Like, we could have a really interesting season finale next week where. Mm-hmm we do get half the cast dusted or the entire cast dusted Uh or everyone except for Coulson. You know, it, there's some really interesting things that could happen. And then the question is, okay, I've been worried. What happens if the next movie takes place just the next day? And, mm-hmm. and so that's when Captain America, Iron Man, Thor, Hulk all sacrifice themselves. They all die, but they, Die bringing back the people who were, you know, lost in, in the, the snapshot in, in the, the um, And then it's only 24 hours later, but our, our TV show was like, Hey, okay, well, this is what it looks like. It's going to be, so we'll go ahead and do our our season. And, and we talked about, well, they could do a 24 style, you know, but, uh, but if they did that, that would give away. You know, spoilers or whatever. I so there's two ways to go now, and one is they go ahead and do the dusting in next week's episode, and next week's episode ends the way Infinity War ended. I that's what I think is going to happen. By the way,
1: mm-hmm. I think
0: I think
2: the last fourth of next week's episode is going to be heart wrenching, just like the last whatever. 10 minutes of infinity war was. Um, and you're gonna, you're gonna walk out of that episode going, what the bleepity bleep happened. And I think people are going to, it made sense. So I remember about a month ago we talked about, Oh, what are they going to do? How is infinity war going to, you know, play out against our show and all that sort of stuff. And one of the things we talked about was, um, it, it it can't necessarily tie in like it did with Winter Soldier, and it occurs to me that our show is sort of going hour by hour in the time frame that Infinity War is happening. So it would make sense that this last episode coincides with
0: the last, you know, bit of Infinity War. Yeah. So that's one way. The other is that our show ends before that happens. So that's we get our happy ending for season five. And it's kind of a bittersweet thing because we know the dusting is going to happen, but we get our team the resolution that season five should bring. And then next season is them dealing with the fallout of Avengers 4.
2: So my my question there is how long does the story of infinity war last is
0: isn't it like we don't know and that's what makes it you know if the writers don't know then it's it, i i, no, I mean I like don't know. Uh, uh, the
2: is it a few days is it a few
0: hours we don't know well oh you mean the infinity war i think it's it's like a day and a half two days tops That's what I was thinking. And it's no more than 48 hours. So the stuff that was seen on TV from New York happened, but Wakanda has not happened yet. Right. And and but there's, uh, you know, there's the whole situation in Scotland as well. And so it's possible. It's possible that we get, you know, a 48 hour or even a, a, a 60 hour time period. You know, not quite three days, but almost. I
2: think they would be selling themselves short if they did not um, deal with the snapping on the show. Well, going to be fairly going to be. I mean, even if they and I realize I realize I just sort of painted myself orange with a couple of you know, black stripes on and I'm bouncing up and down the aisle. I get that. Um, but that's, this is the opportunity to cash in on that, to support that hashtag. It's all connected to support the, to support the movie. Oh, you kind of don't remember the movie. It's been a month. You should go see it again. You know, that sort of thing.
0: I think the moving of the series to summer Next time. So it happens. So the series happens after Avengers four, that Mm -hmm. suggests to me that there is a little bit more connection than I have been giving them credit for. Now I may be wrong, but you know, I've been talking about this whole, you know, the, you know, Tom Holland didn't know what was happening in the movie when he went and saw the movie until he saw the movie, he shot the scene where he died not knowing that how he was dying or why he was dying. They didn't give him a full script. And that's true for a number of the actors who were in the movie. And in my mind, I just translated that as the TV people didn't know either. And we have this, this dialogue change that mm-hmm. you know New Yorkers are faced with having to clean up destruction caused by extraterrestrials which used to be unprecedented levels of destruction, rivaling even that of the Satari invasion, you know, they changed it. And so again, I'm still, there's an ambivalence there, but, but I do feel like maybe there's more of a synergy going on than what I'm giving them credit for to the point where our TV show may end this season with the snapping and just knowing that the series will start up again after the fourth movie, Suggests to me that f- f- episode one of season six is going to be recovering from the movie. Or if it's a time travel thing and it just never happened, then that's what's going to happen.
2: I could also see. Now, there wasn't any casting specifics in that, right? Nobody said, oh, by the way, the full cast is returning or anything no, like that. No, those there's announcements. nothing. I could see all but one or two people getting dusted away and then having to build a new team, which would honestly coincide with what is happening or theorized is going to happening um, after Avengers four. Cause after Avengers four, nobody's contracts are going to get renewed, blah, 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 blah. And they're going to have a whole bunch of new
0: heroes. Why not do the same thing on TV? Yeah. And then what they could do is turn this into summer event programming, right? So that we have Age of the Shield is Avengers on TV. And not Avengers specifically, but almost, you know, and, and some more visible things that look like superheroes and look like the Avengers. And so we get a 13 episode superhero show closer to, you know, a CW thing or what Inhumans could have been. Um, but here's the other thing. The next time we see Colson, I mean we've got episode twenty two coming up where he may or may not survive. We don't know. But the next time we see Colson is not going to be season six. It's gonna
2: be um Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel.
0: Yeah. We're gonna but see that's, Captain Marvel but that's before season six.
2: But yeah, that's I'm in, just
0: saying that we're we're gonna see Cap we're gonna see Colson. We don't have to wait a year to see Colson. We're waiting more like six or seven months or whatever, but
2: so does that suggest to you that that they sort of do have a plan for the MCU that encompasses the TV people?
0: I don't know. I don't know we're gonna have to see because up until this point, it's just gotten more and more fragmented and the the divide has become wider and wider.
2: I, and I could see, I mean, everything that Feige has talked about with, you know, this is an, a definite end to the story. I mean, if you look at things sort of outside of the the realm of story, and you're looking at things a little bit more um, meta-textually, I guess is a phrase I just invented. Um, you can sort of see that this is maybe a time to restructure what they've got going on. You know, um, I could see. The Netflix stuff sort of getting revamped a little bit. I could see the Freeform stuff. Yeah, it's gonna happen, but maybe it gets revamped a little bit. So maybe they don't have these weird one-off, sh- you know, one-off shows like um, Inhumans that sort of don't go anywhere and then kind of fit, kind of don't. Um, they they refine or redefine all of their uh, properties. I could see that being a time if they're gonna do it. It's to do it after Avengers 4.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Now, I I will say this. The Russo brothers have done a couple interviews. Obviously, that's what you do when you're getting people excited about a movie. And they mentioned, and this was also very interesting. And and this is where maybe I need to back down on some of my rhetoric or whatever. But um, they said that having the Netflix heroes in Infinity War was on the table. Like, they ended up not going that direction because there were so many characters and everything. And then the Infinity War itself was much smaller than we were expecting. You know, I was expecting bigger than the Chitauri inv- invasion, like like that original line of dialogue suggested. Um, and that we were going to have that camera circling around all the characters, you know. It, we didn't quite get that. Um, but the way Infinity War happened, there was no opportunity really for daredevil luke cage iron fist to get involved jessica jones they, there was no opportunity for them to get involved i
2: mean they would have had to share screen time with one
0: of the big heroes like but uh, but I the mean, even then I'm... maybe in the battle in manhattan uh, daredevil and and luke cage would show up you know three hours after it's done because of traffic right. You know, I mean, it's, right. And, and so they I mean, they didn't get a chance for those characters in New York to show up at the battle that's happening in New York would make sense.
2: Right. And they were and, and like what I guess I was trying to say is the battle in New York was done pretty quickly. Right.
0: And, and so for those characters not to show up, that's not saying it's not all connected. It's just if it was connected, they'd have to I mean, they had to do some shenanigans to get Peter Parker. There in time, right. So I'm I'm accepting of this, and yeah, we'll just have to wait and see now. What I would
2: love to see is in Luke Cage. Okay, so I haven't finished Jessica Jones or Punisher, and and regardless, I don't think either of those take place after Infinity War. It will be interesting to see what Luke Cage does. Because technically, isn't his show supposed to be post-Infinity War? Well, his show
0: was released.
2: I mean, season two is yeah. supposed to be post-Infinity War, right? If if they're all, if they release now, it's supposed to be post-Infinity War.
3: Maybe. It, it, maybe it could be. Um, well, it,
0: But they've been playing with the timeline a little bit more lately as far as, when movies take place i mean guardians of the galaxy volume 2 only took place 6 months after guardians of the galaxy 1 mhm um and there's actually like that made it so that between volume 2 and infinity war there's actually a couple years in between them and mm. they've been playing a little looser with that whole when the movies released it's happening in real time
3: yeah and how long has it been since civil war was released
0: I don't even remember.
2: Civil War, I think, was two thousand sixteen
3: or two thousand seventeen. Okay, no, so and two thousand sixteen. Yeah, and you have to consider also that uh, Black Panther was released, or or Black Panther takes place just days after Civil War ends. Right.
0: That's what I'm saying is there, there's some fast and loose time time framing happening now. Not a bad thing. It's just different than what they were originally were doing, and so. Yeah, Luke Cage could easily take place before Infinity War just because it's released afterward doesn't matter. Same with and it could take place, Cloak and Dagger. I mean, I,
2: yeah, it could take place if Infinity War only takes place over 60 hours or, you know, 48 hours even. All of that time is is playable, is, is usable time. Not the 60 hours, the time before Thanos starts showing up.
0: Yes. So, okay, we need to wrap this up. Uh, Mm -hmm. Anything else we want to talk about before we wrap this up? I I do have another voicemail. Let's get to that voicemail because this is about Infinity War from, I believe it's Agent John. Yeah.
1: Hello, agents. It's Agent John Wilkerson calling about Avengers Infinity War. I don't know if you are responding to voicemail on this, but I thought I would... Give it a shot. I wanted to talk about, and this is going to be a spoilery voicemail, about the fact that everything that's happened in this movie is pointless and moot. And there's a couple of reasons why I think that. Number one, they disappeared and killed people that we know were coming back, including Gamora, because she is confirmed for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. So she is going to survive this somehow. Uh, In addition, they did Spider-Man and a number of other characters who I'm pretty sure are not going to be eliminated. I think Loki is dead, but it's highly possible that he's not. He is a trickster after all. Heimdall, I'm sure, is done for. And really, out of all those, I think Heimdall is the only one we may not see again. All the other ones, there is a possibility of seeing them again. And part of the reason is because of the time stone. At any point, time can be reversed, and all of these events can be wiped out. And that's the biggest problem that I have with the MCU right now, is you have this time stone, and all of this, they can erase the last 10 years of the MCU and reboot the whole thing if they want to. Those are just my thoughts. Um, That's where I'm coming from. I like the movie. It's a great movie. But the whole deal with disappearing people, I'm sorry. Uh, It loses its effect because they've already announced movies and stuff.
3: That's it. Agent John Wilkerson, out. You know it would be really hilarious?
0: what would be really since hilarious he,
3: since he mentioned uh, the time rewind thing yeah if in in the next avengers movie infinity war 2 how avengers 4 however you want to call it if colson comes in and they see him and everybody else has been revived and colson returns and they're like Hey, Coulson, you were brought back from the dead, too, with the uh, t- uh with the time stone. And he's like, no, nah, I've been back for years. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that would be fantastic.
0: Yeah. Although that would be the time to bring him back to the yeah. movies. Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I disagree, though. I know the impact for this story. First of all, it's Thanos' story. And that's what makes it a, a better movie than what it could have been. Uh, If it had been the superhero focus story and just get background stuff in a few scenes for Thanos, wouldn't have been as great. But even though I know spider Man's coming back, even though I am reasonably certain that Doctor Strange is coming back, even though I know Black Panther is coming back. um, I'm not convinced about Gamora, uh, but that's a different conversation. Uh, Those people we lost at the end of this movie in the snapping. uh, We know they're going to come back. But what that does is the emotional impact on the characters who survived is, I think, what's going to drive the next movie. And so it's not all for nothing. It's not moot. And it's going to be what pushes our characters in the next movie to have Tony Stark die, to have Captain America hang up the shield and, you know, go off into the sunset and, and, and do whatever. To have Thor really decide, you know what? This, I'm going to put myself into my people and I'm going to be the king that they need to have so that we can thrive again. You know, the stuff of this movie is what is going to push our characters in the next movie. And and I don't have a problem with that. Um, The emotional impact of losing them in the moment was not for us that we're going to lose them forever as a plot device, but for Tony Stark... To lose Peter Parker in his arms—that's the mm-hmm. emotional impact for me. And so I can understand, especially the idea of okay, if they have the time stone, they can just switch everything, and and it's you know it doesn't matter. Um, time stone was already used in this uh, in, in Infinity War, and it was used to the the point where yeah, um, basically Doctor Strange saw Avengers Four, and said. You know, he, he did a, he pulled a Muppet movie, is what happened. The, he pulled a Muppet movie where they actually have the script and they the, you know, the car breaks down and Kermit the Frog is at his lowest point possible, just like Tony Stark. But then the electric mayhem bus pulls up and, and Dr. Teeth is like, oh, I read the script, uh, bra's here, you know? And I think that that's where, you know, Dr. Strange is like, Dr. Strange and Dr. Teeth. Dr. Strange, I read the script and it's, this is what it takes. Here, you know, uh, I'm going to give him the stone. Why? Because I read the script. I saw the movie already. And unlike Raina, I didn't just see the trailer. I saw the whole movie. And so, that's where the, the meaning comes. And yeah, the deaths themselves lose impact for us, but hopefully retain impact for us by seeing the impact on Tony Stark seeing the impact on Captain America and seeing the impact on, um, the leader of, of the, the women guards that I can't remember her name as, as Black Panther was, you know, dusted. Um, that's what, when we move into Avengers four, where the impact will, I think, retain its power or some of it anyway. So that's,
2: I I've also read the read an interview with, um, the, um, the writers who were like, people are dead. Get over it. It's, it's <laughs> happened. There's not. And I don't know if he's talking about the dusting or, you know, specifics to one way or the other, but Loki
0: he's, he's, and Gamora were not part of the dusting. Right. And they, Heimdall. Uh, yeah, Heimdall for sure. Um, so those at least I think are permanent, but Agent John brings up a good point about Loki. I wonder if that even Like the uh, attack with the knife that Loki did. Is that real? Like, he's not that stupid, is he?
2: Well, I mean, no, I don't think he's that stupid. And I think the writers of this movie are very savvy, are very media savvy. They assume that we're media savvy, the the audience. And that's why um, this movie is has been such a big success is because it's not, it's not talking down to us at all. Um, It's assuming that we know everything about it just as much as they do. If not more.
0: You know who did survive the snapping? I have the action figure standing on my desk right here. The Funko pop figure, I should say. How are the duck confirmed? I saw
2: that article. Confirmed survival.
0: Um, Mm -hmm. Aunt May confirmed survival. Lady Sif is not confirmed. Not Jeez. confirmed. The Valkyrie is confirmed. Mm-hmm. And it's also confirmed that half of the Ragnarok survivors survived Thanos' original attack, which means potentially we're down to a quarter of that group.
2: <laughs> because
0: mm-hmm. that half lost half in, in the snapping. And that's
2: I mean, that's a reasonable amount of people to to have set up shop in Norway. So I, I think that's where they're going next.
0: I, yeah, if they don't set up shop in Norway, then check At off, check shop. off, yeah, ch- check off fjords. Um, <laughs> you know, it, it's just you, you have if you put the fjords on the movie in the third movie of one of your characters, then you got to use them in the fourth movie of the team up.
2: I or, think I read that in a book somewhere.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was in the less read. Um, you know. Ben's views on checkoffs, <laughs> gun.
2: So. Uh, I was gonna say something and I forgot what it was, so I guess it was a lie.
0: <laughs> well, it is late. It is time to go. I, I say, think. Yes. Uh, and this. Oh,
2: Betty Ross. That was the other one. Oh, she's confirmed dead.
0: Yeah, confirmed Confirm that. Dusted. Confirmed, dusted. So being an elf in Lord of the Rings doesn't help. <laughs> You still might be that 50% random people.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: All right. That's our episode. Then that's our spoilers. That's infinity war. And we will see what happens next episode season finale, not series finale. Very excited. Very, very excited. You know, we
2: still have, we still have the opportunity to get a movie six seasons in a movie. (laughs) Um, I don't think it's going to
0: happen. I'm, no. I'm counting Captain Marvel <laughs> as the movie. <laughs> Captain Marvel, I'm calling it right now. It's a S.H.I.E.L.D. movie because Coulson's in it. Even two minutes, that's a S.H.I.E.L.D. movie.
2: Well, and I mean, speaking of that movie. I, oh, never mind. I told you off air.
3: All right. Okay.
0: All that said, thanks for listening. Godspeed, everyone. Yeah.
3: Bye.